Nothing but the hits. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> so weird. Are you ready? I don't know, right? I was born ready. <laughs> Welcome to the Conquer the World podcast. We are Team CTW. I'm Erica Webster, and my partner with me is Nick Learman. We started this show to highlight the folks out there looking to conquer their own world, whether it's business, politics, science, or a nonprofit. But we're not here to sing their praises. We don't want to give high fives. We want to talk about the hard stuff, the failures, and the challenges. When things went sideways, what did these world conquerors do? How do they overcome adversity? We hope that you will be inspired by their stories to keep conquering your own world. Sup, bro? Sup? <laughs> Sup, bro? That, that's <laughs> Erica's like, I don't know how to segue out of that. <laughs> Besides an awkward sup, bro? Well, I had something I want to share with our audience. How about you? You, didn't, you did not. We didn't t- discuss. We did not. I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. Mom and well, dad, hey, earmuffs. Maybe be a little nervous. <laughs> Um, so I spent a lot of time thinking today um, that we should no longer be a team. What? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually the opposite. Um, so, you know, off, we try to give you like a little bit of a lens and know what's going on inside our team. Um, but you don't get to see all of it, right? You don't get to see, you don't get behind, peer behind the walls all the time. And this morning I was swimming uh, and... In a pool. And in a pool. <laughs> and anybody who, you know, when you swim in a pool, there's a, it's not, you're not, not going to be, yeah, not going to be entertained by a lot of things. So I do a lot of, a lot of introspection, a lot of thought. And what I was thinking about was how much I need you in my life Aww. and how much I appreciate having you in my life. And what the world doesn't know, what our listeners don't know is the last week or so, maybe a little bit more has been fucking terrible (laughs) Uh, a lot of feelings uh, a lot of tough discussions um, a lot of uncomfortableness and I think it's easy to get wrapped up in that and but this morning I really it's I think like this all the time but this morning it really sunk in that like I need you I need my teammate and my partner and I appreciate you so even though it sucks even though we argue um I love you and I'm grateful for you. I love you too. Stop it. (laughs) It's awkward for listeners because they can't see what's going on. Well, what is going on? Nick crying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm crying. Mm, Listen, I'm not, I'm not afraid to shed a few tears. Not, not yet this morning though. At least not anyway. Not yet anyway. Um, well, I love you too. It, It has been hard and you know, it's funny. My dad and I were just, um, yesterday when he, we were together for Madeline's birthday and he left and I, you know, had apologized. I wasn't able to say goodbye because I went inside because I had a headache and he goes, you know, you're not going to talk about why you had a headache. Uh, that's a later <laughs> discussion. Um, but he did mention that he could never understand or doesn't know how to empathize with a pregnant woman. And he was like, you know, many, many years ago I had to talk with somebody and he goes, it's, like something takes like you guys lose control something takes over and it's so true because there's times where I am so upset and I know in my head that I'm being irrational and that I don't need to be that upset like maybe it warrants something like hey we need to chat about this or hey like yeah that pissed me off for a second but like there's some situations where I'm like Erica like this is insane that you're so mad and I just can't get out of it and it's and and then 
I used before I, I had kids and before I was pregnant, I used to kind of like say that it was an excuse, but like, it's true. Like we lose control of our, of our bodies and it's not fair. And it's almost like, I want to like apologize in advance, but knowing like I acknowledge it's happening and I'm, I am sorry that it's happening. And so my dad, so my dad said, he was like, you know, I would just steer clear of your mother whenever she was pregnant. He was like, I would come home and be, do you need anything? Nope. Good. All right. Just come get me if you do and just stay away. That's why the grocery store is my happy place. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but with you know, with that being said, like like shit's been been hard, and you know we discussed this with uh, Gork when he was on. You know, like going your separate ways, but knowing that you can have those hard discussions proves a solid relationship. Where I never worry that like this is it. This is the the foundation ruiner. Um, and I, I don't know. We're building a family, and and it's to me that's permanent you know, and we're permanent. And so even though you hit me with the force of Thor's hammer yesterday, Oh my God, <laughs> there we go. There Which is why I had the headache. Go. I forgive you. Um, but he didn't for the, <laughs> he didn't hit me. I mean, he hit me. <laughs> oh, oh Jesus. Jesus. We have these little, uh, no. what are they called? Confetti eggs. They're the, uh, it's a Mexican Easter tradition where they have these eggs that are filled with confetti that you crack over other people's heads and it's all like fun and games. And Madeline, we were celebrating, <laughs> uh, we were celebrating Madeline's birthday yesterday yeah. and she loved them. So we got some extras for this, even though it's not Easter. Um, and I, uh, with the full blessing <laughs> of the entire family who was all watching it's and, on video. and approving. I'm pretty sure Jamie recorded yes. it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was part that was part of the process. So she asked me if she wanted me to re- if I wanted her to record it. Anyway, so there was an egg that did make contact with the back of Miss Webster's head, um, and it was not well received. But I, <laughs> Nick <laughs> so, had never. I don't think you have you never smashed one of these eggs before. Yeah, I've done it, it a bunch of times. It literally a little. It's a hollowed out egg. It's a boiled egg, and it's emptied. So, so it's, it's just a shell. And eggshell. So Nicholas literally just needed to just like boop, you know, <laughs> boop it on there. But no, it was a little aggressive and it was right on my bobby pin and I'm we'll, pregnant uh, we'll and post- I was miserable and I already I had done a triathlon and I already had a headache and it was blah, whatever. Anywho, <laughs> we'll post the video and everyone can <laughs> an- analyze uh, how, how hard I was the, uh, the velocity of, of said egg was. Why but, are we here? How did we get here? Uh, now, what we're talking about, listen, and I think, so one of the things we want to talk about t- today was motivation. Um, and for me, I have been struggling significantly um, because I will say, I mean, I'm pretty, and I've said this as much to you, but like when we are off, I'm off. Yeah. It affects every aspect of my life. It, may, it makes me not want to train. It makes me not want to work on Team Foster. It makes me not want to work on my legal business. It makes me not want to do any stuff. It makes me not want to do anything. Like it, it saps me. Um, and even in, and I'm not putting all of this on you because even other than that, I've definitely like, you know, trying to figure out where my motivation is the last, I think even a couple of weeks has been, it hasn't been super easy. Like it's been a, a bit of a, uh, a challenge to dig in and find it. So that's, that was the sort of one. That's mm-hmm. why, I wanted to talk to you and share with the world some of the things that were going on inside, but I, but we wanted to talk about was like, like motivation. Like, how do you find it? Yeah. What do you do when it's not there? Um, you know, I, I know we both, uh, have read and listened to Goggins books and he talks about 
uh, I forget exactly what he says, but he says something like motivation is bullshit, it's right? It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's transient. Um, it's, it's about discipline. It's about yeah. focus. It's about, you know, your why. Um, and sometimes it's hard to find that, you know, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to remember what, you know, why am I training for a half Ironman? Why do I have two different jobs? You know? Um, so yeah, so that's, that's sort of where I was coming from. No. And I think, you know, the intro, we talk about like, we want to know the hard stuff. Like we know things like team, we know team foster is successful. We know that you are successful. We know that dub is successful, but again, like behind closed doors, like shit's been shitty. Right. So it's when we say that motivation isn't real or motivation is fleeting, it's because it is because when it's hard, motivation isn't something that is right. It's not always there. So I think it's a bullshit word because when you have to do things and you're not motivated, it's the discipline that keeps you going. So even though you didn't want to train because things were crappy, like you, you still did, you know what I mean? And even though I'm so tired and all I want to do is sleep 20 hours out of this 24 hour day. I know that I need to feed Preston and play with Preston, you know, and, and do the yard work. <laughs> <laughs> listen, pregnant yeah, Erica yeah. loves doing yard work for some reason too. Yeah. The only time I do it is when I'm pregnant. Yeah, listen, it's a great procrastinating tool. I mean, sometimes when you don't want to do something, you know, project A, you can find project B. It's a great, dis- you know, great distraction. I mean, I don't know if anyone lives locally. I mean, I chopped the shit out of these yeah. edges outside. And then I get a text message, like a 911 text, like, hey, uh, when you come home, you need to prepare to put all this stuff because we can't. <laughs> and it was insane. I put it in nice but, piles. But it's true. But, it, it, you know, going back, it, it, motivation, it, I don't know if the motivation's bullshit, but it's certainly not something that can be relied on. Yeah. Right. You know, but on the other side of that, like, it's not always some deep, insightful discussion you have to have with yourself. Like, you know, the last week or two when I've, I've struggled to get up and go train, it's, I don't sit there and go, okay, why is, why is training important to me? It's important to me because it, <laughs> it shows me what I can really do. Yeah. And that's, what's going to get me up and go run this morning. I no, fuck in the that, man. You know, honestly, it, and so I think there are hacks, there's hacks and it's, uh, you know, like accountability is a discipline hack. Purpose, you know, finding purpose. Yeah. Like, Having a having a partner, you know, having somebody that's going to, you know, say, "Hey, did you do this?" or a coach, you know, like for so for with my triathlon training, I have a coach, and like knowing that she is going to see whether or not I did the workout that she took the time out to program matters. Can you guys believe that Nick hired another woman to train him? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, but it's you know. But also for me, I think a big one, uh, I think this is all the time, but especially when I'm lacking motivation is decision fatigue. Like the fewer mm, decisions. That's a good word, decision yeah. fatigue. Yeah. And I, I definitely did not coin that, but I'll, I'll use the shit out of it because it, it um, you know, and I think everybody who's a type A personality, everybody who's a high achiever, you are making so many decisions, right? Like I am the you know, I lead an entire organization. I am the owner of my business. I buck stops with me. Right. Um, you know, and in the household, like I'm, we're equal partners. So like, we're both like constantly, you know, making decisions about whatever, you know, as a parent and as a partner and yada, 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 yada. Right. Having things sort of made decisions made for me and already knowing what the plan's going to be makes life, it makes it easier to get motivated. Right. Like that's one of the number one values of having a triathlon coach is 
that is carved out for me. I know what I need to do day one, day two, day three, on and on. And I don't have to wake up and think about what I, what workout to do at the pool and then putting it together. Um, though I think you can do that without a coach, right? I think you can, if you set, you know, sort of your wickets or your parameters for your business and like, Hey, I'm, you know, on Tuesday, I'm going to be working on dub fitness and I'm going to be working on programming for the month, or I'm going to be doing the bookkeeping for the, you know, for this week is every Tuesday at three o'clock or whatever. You can do that as well. But I think decision fatigue is a major obstacle. Well, it's different. So like, you know, like people like you and I, we don't do well having bosses. We want to make our own decisions. We want to make the choices that shape our businesses, that shape our organizations because we are the subject matter experts for those things. But for the sake of keeping up with the the triathlon theme, that's not your expertise. So getting help and getting direction and getting instructions from someone, it's not like work. No one's telling you to do something that you don't want to do or something that you know you know more information about. So I think that that's why it's different. Whereas like when I was a teacher, like I hated having that principal having to tell me how to teach what I knew best or how I should be relaying that information to the students because I loved being a teacher. I hated the restrictions that were put on me. Like if I could run my own school and do it, I would do that. I loved working with the kids, but I don't want to be told what to do when I'm the expert, when I know the best way to, you know, to teach. So I think that that's why you enjoy, right. You get rid of this paralysis by analysis thing too. Mm -hmm. Um, so having someone help you or guide you where you where you are not the expert, I think is how you conquer these things, right? And then yeah. eventually you learn, you'll pick it up. But you make so many, like you said, you make so many decisions somewhere else. Sometimes it's just such a relief to just be told what to do, like which it, is why the army like was the best thing ever. It's, it's funny. I I think I've told you the story. Maybe I haven't, but I um. So when I came, for those who don't don't know, I was on active duty. I uh, left active duty, went went to law school, started practicing. Then I came back into the Army as a reservist. But I still had to go to the JAG course. And part of the JAG course was, uh, I think it was six weeks, something like that, uh, at Fort Benning, doing all of like, your traditional uh, soldier tasks. Um, and living in a much more like traditional soldier, what I think people think of as the Army, you know, sleeping in barracks, barracks yeah. um, going out, doing land navigation at the range because uh, a lot of the people I was in the school with were brand new to the army. Uh, I was lucky that I'd, I'd done all those things. So I was dreading it, right? Going, I was like, oh, I don't want to share a room with another grown man. We're going to be working sweating our asses off all day. I already know I've trained. I've done all the hard training on all of these things, you know, hundreds of hours over and over again. Like I'm just going to be bored. But it turns out what I really, I really enjoyed was like, no, every day you get up at this time, I went, and <laughs> did the training that I was instructed to do all day. Um, you know, went, the only meal I got to choose was at night and rare, you know, more often than not, I was just going down to the chow hall right. down the street. Um, down to even like the uniform. Like I hate dude, picking out clothes. Dude, you don't have to, I didn't have to <laughs> decide what to wear. I didn't have to decide what to get up, when to get up. I didn't have to decide what to do. Um, and I found my, it, that simplicity was so refreshing. Like it was, I, and by the time I was done, I was like, Oh my God, like I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't have to make any decisions day, all day. Um, but again, that's and, the, the discipline, right? That's the, the having that, that regimen, right? So somebody that training NCO or that training room 
created that plan for you all. So you knew what was happening. So it's similar to, to people, right? We talked about motivation being fleeting and discipline being what's left. So if you are running a business or you're just trying to get your shit together, putting a calendar on the wall or in your, you know, I'm old school. I have to, I have to write it down. So we share a calendar, but I also like to have my book in front of me and I write down. There's like three. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I'm, a, I'm two weeks in advance is how I book, like especially with my clients. My clients have learned that so they know that, okay, two weeks out, like I know that I can't get Erica last minute. Um, but it's like Mondays, you know, now that Preston's in daycare four days a week, Mondays are admin. You know, Tuesdays are training. Thursdays are training. Wednesdays are, you know, lead retention, whatever it is. I know that those days are when I'm going to do those things so I don't get overwhelmed. But I didn't always operate like that. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, full disclosure, I have been off, I am on Adderall and I haven't been able to take Adderall since I got pregnant with Preston. So we're going on two years, my friend, <laughs> two, which years. is so funny. So my, uh, <laughs> I just had one of my, it hasn't, at all, it hasn't at all. I didn't even notice. Well, yeah. My OB actually <laughs> asked, uh, at my appointment last week, which was cool. I got to hear the baby's heartbeat and everything, but, um, she was like, you know, how's, how's life going? You've been off of, you know, it's, it's, I actually take Vyvanse, Vyvanse for two years. And she's like, are you doing okay? I was like, yeah, I would ask my partner how I'm doing. And she started <laughs> laughing and, um, you know, we talked about that and we, and again, she recommended like a book and, you know, these habits and things like that. But that has been my saving grace is I needing to write everything down. And I have little stickers that are color coded and things like that. But that's discipline. That shit doesn't just happen. Like I don't even feel like doing that sometimes. And I think the nice thing is you can continue to sort of hack that up too. And and it doesn't have to be, you know, if you break it up into bite-sized tasks and, you know, small things, Mm. it feels so good to check things off your list. Dude, right. The anxiety like, that comes with like, Oh, I have these two emails and I need to respond right. to them. Blah. Dude, cause yeah, yeah. I mean, and I have emails that sit in my box for ages because I'm like, Oh, I really need to think about this or I need to make sure I fuck just yeah. <laughs> sit there, take two minutes, write a response. And then it's just such a relief. Yeah. Why do and, we do that? Why do we sit on it? And then that's, and that helps with motivation, right? That gives that sort of like dopamine, dopamine fix, you know, sort of that little positive feedback cycle. You just say, all right, listen, I'm feeling super shitty. I'm going to sort of lower the bar today. Here are the five things, or here's the two things that I need to accomplish today. And then like, once you get them done, then like, okay, maybe you're ready for number three. I've set such low standards for myself that I just need to put one check on my (laughs) running to do list in my notes with a little bubble so you can hit the check. And my goal is just one (laughs) at this point, but still that getting that one thing done, whether it's trimming the hedges outside or getting the, you know, the laundry that's been sitting in the dryer. Like that's the last shit that I want to feel like doing. But once I'm like, it takes me 10 minutes and then I'm like, Oh my God, like why didn't I just do this? I know this will be shocking, especially to Erica, but I, you know, I have a tendency. I don't like putting on my clothes away. I <laughs> freaking, I hate everything about laundry other than putting it in the actual washer and dryer. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm really good at. Hate folding it, hate putting it away. But yeah, then like, <laughs> I finally put it away. It takes, takes six minutes yeah. <laughs> to do the entire, right? like two, two weeks of my laundry. Um, so it yeah. It's more you, time to think about. Excuse, like so, uh, for <laughs> this I don't, another tangent, uh, but like, no. When I was a staff sergeant, I remember telling privates that they worked harder to get out of work. And I'm like, if you would just fill the goddamn sandbag up instead of bullshitting around why you shouldn't or what you have to do or whatever, you know what I mean? You just wasted all this time. Like, 
It takes so more human work nature, though, right? Like we look at it, we see privates doing it, and you're like, "Oh, fucking privates!" Yeah. But it, it, I see grown <laughs> middle aged adults, yeah. executives pulling that sh- those shenanigans all yeah. the time. Whether it's you know, wh- uh, you know, whether it's at the office or whether it's you know, it's avoiding stuff at home, right? It's easier to it's easier to bury your head in what you're doing in your professional life all day than it is to address the tough conversations at home, you know, or your diet or like, Oh, I don't have time to work out or I don't have time to do this. Like, prep and nah, fuck off. Yeah. Like you can do it. You just gotta like, you gotta break. It's, it's overwhelming when you try to think about it all at once. If you break it up into little pieces, everything's like, you know, better. And then all that motivation comes back. You get that dopamine fix. You want to do it again, you know, and then it becomes, now you start talking about it becoming a habit. habit. Yeah, absolutely. And always asking for help too. I think it's a, is a big part of it. People want to try to conquer mountains alone. And all, like I always say, it, I think more times than not, it, it requires a huddle, whether your huddle is two or 10 or 11. Well, in some, in some area of your life, you're going to have to have it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's unavoidable, whether it's a partner at home, partner in business, but you're going to need somebody, a support structure somewhere. For sure. Even if it's just screenshotting inspirational quotes off of Instagram and then they get lost in your pictures and seven years yeah. later, you're like, wow, I love this quote. I remember screenshotting it. Or maybe <laughs> they send you some like re- these reels from some Instagram account that, you know, making fun of you all the time. That's we all find our motivation from our partners in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny today. <laughs> I was talking about the ones you sent me. Oh, the, the guy with the blue hair? <laughs> yeah. What do you think I was talking oh, about? I don't know. I was just thought you were just Uh-oh. being sassy. Are you talking pants? about the one I sent you? This so I sent one this morning. Um, I'm sure everybody does this with their partners. At least I assume that they do. That they all communicate via. Meme. There's no media, words, like, right? You just find a meme when you're like, "Yeah, that's us." Oh, see, this is I was talking about myself in this morning's. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So it says, uh, "Dating me is wild. You get a comedian, a mental patient, and a horny person all in one." <laughs> that's probably TMI. Um, <laughs> But I was talking about myself. That was I wasn't commenting on you. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the dangers of digital communication. Eric is over there thinking I'm making that I called her a mental patient. Uh, no, exactly the opposite. Exactly the opposite, how lucky my dear. Am I? <laughs> but it's true, you know. Like so, even which part is true? All of it. <laughs> um. <laughs> and then I'm, so you just called me a comedian for that. Uh, that's definitely being recorded. You called me a comedian. So listeners, sometimes you have to stroke people's egos even when they don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Nick thinks that he is Mr. Funny Pants all the time. No, but um, on on the whole meme thing, right? So even if you're communicating, you know, some people thrive off of words, images, seeing it, me personally, like it doesn't motivate me seeing other people do things better than what I can do in the moment. So I think we, maybe it was when Palmer interviewed us, maybe it was like our third or fourth episode or something. Um, we were talking about like postpartum bodies and this is before I knew I was pregnant and I have to actually unfollow people because it's, it drains my motivation. It drains my drive seeing other people doing what I cannot accomplish right now. So I know for me that that's a trigger. So I think that's another thing too, like knowing what your weaknesses are and accepting that we, yes, we have weaknesses and identifying and acknowledging that those roadblocks are going to come up and like knowing how to go around them. So for me, it's unfollow, unfriend, you know, hide snooze for 30 days because in 30 days I may be in better shape or I may be in a different headspace and I might be able to see that, but 
acknowledging that those are triggers for me. It's not motivating seeing a girl who just, you know, six weeks ago had her baby or some, a, a woman who is 13 months, 13 months, well, 13 weeks pregnant <laughs> like I am. And she's, you know, running 13.1 and she's fine with it where I tried to do a 5k yesterday, I did the triathlon and the 5k kicked my ass. So like to me, that's not motivating. So acknowledging that being prepared for those things so that you can, you know, shift gears and go somewhere else and then come back to it. Yeah. A little self-awareness goes a long way. 100%. (laughs) Talking about people who think they are funny. (laughs) All right. All right, my friends. So listen, motivation, what was E's quote for today? Motivation is bullshit. I said motivation is fleeting. And then I said, we'll roll back back the tape. Motivation is bullshit. It is. What was, and what was your quote the other day about being shitty? Feeling shitty when you're shitty. I don't remember. Oh, learning shit from your shit. (laughs) (laughs) I am profound. So profound. Prophet Erica. Write all these things down. Uh, Make sure you give proper credit and (laughs) send the royalties to the CTW house. (laughs) At team CTW pod. (laughs) Um, so one more shout out is to our friends over at Tricycle. Listen, mm-hmm. Tricycle Cafe and Bike Shop had their one year anniversary this weekend. Uh, so congrats to Mike and his team over there. Um, if you are looking for someplace to work on your bike or just grab an amazing cup of coffee, uh, absolutely head over to the Tricycle Cafe right on the Schuylkill River Trail in Conshohocken. It is veteran owned. And oh, by the way, Mike if you, is one of the funniest people we know. And if you haven't already listened to his episode with us, you should. Yeah. You should. So make sure you go check it out at Tricycle Cafe and Bike Shop. All right. Be sure to send us an email with your stories and how you are conquering the world, whether it's about you or somebody that you know, share it with us. You can email us at teamctwpod at gmail.com or you can message us on any of our social medias at teamctwpod. And special thanks to our producer, the one and only Anthony Palmer from the Palm Tree Podco Network of Podcasts. He's an amazing group of podcasts that he takes care of and just does phenomenal work for us. So if you are have your own pod or you're thinking about starting your own pod, absolutely reach out to Palmer at the Palm Tree Podco Network of Podcasts. And of course, don't forget to listen to the Team Conquer the World, Team CTW, Conquer the World podcast. Make sure you subscribe, drop us a little thumbs up, like it, review it, five stars stars. Mm -hmm. Um, And until next time, I'm Nick. I'm Erica. We're out.